Now, stocks continue to trade at or near records, right? So the question really is, are valuations too high? Who knows the answer, Michael Lee? At least he's gonna give us a try. Founder Michael Lee's strategy. I know you don't know the exact answer, but what are your overall thoughts on the market here where you're, you've generally, for as long as we've known, you've been pretty much a bullish kind of guy? Hey, Nicole. Um, yeah, you, you know, I got a little bit scared in March of April of last year, but I think it was just almost exactly one year ago where I said we were in the beginning of a new bull market and that stocks would continue to trend higher for multiple years. Um, that so far has been proven to be correct. I, I don't think that was a wild out of consensus call then. I think right now um, people are nervous that stocks are so expensive. But um, the common mantra that you hear from most people looking at equities is it's all about earnings. And I'd say earnings are important, but only relative to other macro factors and earnings versus expectations. And so if you look at earnings versus expectations, we are in a really unprecedented scenario in that on December 31st, analysts were expecting 15.8% growth for the first quarter. We are now tracking above 45%. That's 300% of what analyst expectations were for growth from this quarter. Now, um, it, you have pretty easy comparables, but that's not the point. Historically, uh, sell-side analysts are always told too bullish on January 1st. And regardless of whether we're in a bear market, bull market, flat market, those expectations steadily trend down uh, as the year goes on, especially leading up to earnings, and then companies regularly beat them uh, as they've been revised by 10 or 20%. That is not the case here. We have just blown past uh, the most rosiest of bullish expectations for earnings. And I, I think that the difference in this coming out of this cycle and part of the reason for the violent move upside in equities is that we have underestimated how quickly large companies can continue to make money and how quickly their businesses would bounce back from uh, not only the fiscal stimulus, uh, the monetary stimulus, but the economy reopen. And you know, just, just the platform that's been laid out to operate in business after the prior administration's tax cuts and deregulatory events. Yeah, I mean, it's it's amazing. It's like a gazelle in the field. We just did not expect everything to go as quickly. And I'll tell you, uh, I don't think the Fed did either. You talked about the 15% growth expectations at 45% growth. How about the labor market? I mean, if we get under 6% and a million jobs, they weren't expecting that till next year. Inflation um, is probably hotter than they expect over at the Fed. But you think the Fed keeps on the money printing and all that. And then I want to get to some of your stock picks here, Microsoft and Home Depot. Yeah, look, I, I, um, I, I think the Fed, the Fed, you know, they've said as much. They're looking for an inflation overshoot, and I think a lot of the inflation prints you are seeing right now are a combination of two things. Number one, easy year-over-year -year comparables, and uh, it, it's transitory inflation based on what we just talked about. The recovery in this economy has been so much stronger and so much faster than even the rosiest of Wall Street expectations. How can uh, original equipment manufacturers, commodity miners, uh, and all the different various points along the supply chain have predicted where we are? So what you're going to see is some oversupply over the next 18 or 24 months and prices come back down and normalize. Okay, as as these supply chain issues are resolved from this coming out of covid, uh, a lot of this inflation prints that you're seeing, I believe, will go away, uh, literally meeting the definition of the Fed's word transitory. I think this is the first time where they predicted transitory inflation that I actually agree with them.
Mm, okay, so tell me a little bit about some of these pickings. You have Home Depot, you know, has done so well. I mean, the, the chart is a beauty. Microsoft, Target, why do you like these names? And okay. do they still have room? Yes. Yeah, so, well, look, we are we are in a housing boom, and uh, with the labor economy uh, just re returning much quicker than expected, um, the uh, consumer much stronger than anyone predicted, along with uh, the housing boom. Both Home Depot and Target are along those same those same lines of thoughts that uh, th this housing cycle, the household formation, which basically stopped or ground to a halt after the great financial crisis has reversed itself. A lot of millennials are saying, you know, I don't want to live in a shoebox in a city. I want to live in a big home where I have some land because it's not good to be stuck inside a little box with, with little kids or whatnot. So let's go buy a home. And when you buy a home, you want to fix the bathroom. You want to decorate this. And Home Depot and Target are two key beneficiaries of that. Okay, The reason I like Microsoft is because cloud computing is not going anywhere. Um, Microsoft is a great surrogate for the tech sector, and it reacted negatively to, to earnings. And so my thought on all these big, you know, the FANG stocks, Microsoft, uh, the kind of the darlings of, of the last 12 months is when they report the street is almost almost universally unhappy with them. So that is your entry point, right? They most they almost always recover to and make new highs after selling off on their earnings. And I, I think um, this cloud computing and then this, this Microsoft bull run is still in the middle innings and has much higher to go. Okay. I like it. And you say you think it's like the beginning of a business cycle. It's amazing. Michael Lee, always great to have you on the show. Come back. We'll do some updates. Michael Lee, founder of Michael Lee Strategy. Thank you.